0: Bonus word of the day. We got a bonus pod. It's Bulldog. Theo Epstein is a Yale alumni. He's a Bulldog. Theo Epstein is leaving the Chicago Cubs. In a move that was widely expected by everyone who knew anything, has come as a huge surprise to those who didn't realize that now is exactly the time that Theo was going to leave. Let me explain. Theo Epstein has been working with Jed Hoyer for many, many years. Jed Hoyer is the GM of the Cubs. Theo Epstein is the president of baseball operations of the Cubs. The transition plan was always going to be Theo would move on and Jed would be promoted and become the president of baseball operations. Theo has $10 million left on his contract. One more year. Theo was not happy to run the Cubs any longer not because of what happened in Boston when he got tired of working with Larry Lachino and therefore left the Red Sox, remember, in that gorilla suit. It's not that Theo was tired of working with the Ricketts family. Theo wanted something that the Ricketts family was not willing to do. Say it with me. Ownership. It's the new thing. Presidents want it. Presidents of baseball operations want it. The new thing is to get a piece of the action. If you want to be rich, have a really high salary. If you want to be wealthy, own equity. Theo, with a Hall of Fame resume, with a ring, having won a World Series with the Red Sox. A Hall of Fame resume, with a ring, having won a World Series with the Chicago Cubs, the two franchises with the longest, biggest, most famous curses of all time. Theo walked in there and said, give me that curse. Blew it up. He's good at signing players to long term deals. He's good at taking owners money and spending it. You want John Lester long term? You got him. You want Jason Hayward long term? We'll take him. We're going to draft well. We're going to develop. We're going to spend money like it's water. But then after we win, eh, it's not so fun anymore at the back end of those contracts. So Theo said, hey, Tom, that's Ricketts. Any chance I can get a piece de resistance? No, I think Jed Hoyer's ready to go. Well, let me see who out there could be willing to give me a piece of the pie. Well, I don't want to tip my hand, so I'm going to make a statement. Theo made a statement that was pretty funny. This is what everyone does when they retire. I can't wait to spend more time with the family. I can't wait to have a summer where I don't have to worry about going to the park, worrying about X and Y and masks and COVID and stress and trades and blah and blah, blah. What makes me laugh about it is that he also doesn't have to worry about getting $10 million? Is he that rich that he doesn't want a salary of $10 million for 2021? No. Theo Epstein will be working next baseball season. I don't care what his statement said, but what team would be willing to give him a teeny tiny stubble? What team has an owner who promised a World Series within three to five years? I can't think of one. What team has an owner who said that we will spare no expense? Hold on, I don't have it yet. I gotta, I'm going to go division by division here. Let me see. The Milwaukee Brewers, no. Maybe he wants to stay living near Chicago. The Minnesota Twins, No, that's not it either. Hold on, I've got it. Oh, of course, the Texas Rangers. No, that wouldn't be it either. Hold on, new owner, who's, you don't think, wait a minute. Is it possible that Theo Epstein could go to the Mets? You're goddamn right it is. You're looking at the new president of baseball operations for the New York Mets with a piece of the team. He will sign a long-term deal making more than $10 million a year plus a piece of the team because Steve Cohn, the new owner of the Mets, who just paid $2.36 billion, recognizes that you don't become penny wise and pound foolish. He comes from Wall Street. You pay your best Wall Street guys $10, $20, $30 million. You give them bonuses. What do you do it for when they make you money? Can Theo make Steve Cohn money? Nope. He can cost him money, though. But Theo can do something that not one of Steve Cohn's employees can do. He can walk in there. By the way, if I'm Louis Rojas, the manager of the Mets, I'm shivering in my boots because I know I don't have a chance to guide that team to a World Series. You come in, you bring in a manager who you like, you tell Steve Cohn, you tell Sandy Alderson who it's going to be. Sandy Alderson is not like Larry Lachino, who is the president of the Red Sox. He's not like Crane Kenny, who is president of the Cubs. Sandy Alderson at 73 years old, a brilliant baseball mind, just a brilliant guy in general. What he's going to do at Steve Cohn's request He's bringing in a top-flight president of baseball operations who's then going to take over and run the whole thing. So Theodore doesn't have to worry about running stuff past Sandy. He doesn't have to worry about running stuff past Larry Lachino. He knows that he will have a direct line to an owner who is desperate to the point of you can taste it. And he knows that he can take advantage right now. This is the moment. Why would he then do a statement that he's taking the year off? Hold on, let me give it a minute because this news just broke. Let me give it a minute because when you're negotiating with someone, you really don't want to be desperate and you – hold on, I'm thinking – you really don't want that person to know that that's what your plan is. So you say to the public and to all the Mets fans and the public out there who follow Steve Cohn on Twitter, yeah, I'm probably going to take a year off. Meanwhile, Steve Cohen's interviewing a bunch of other people, none of whom have Theo's resume. Hmm. Theo is a yelly. He knows exactly what he's doing. He doesn't resign that Cubs job until he knows that he's got a meeting and a path to power with Steve Cohn. He's not going to sit back and be a free agent president of baseball operations. It just doesn't work that way. So here's how this plays out. Jed Hoyer of the Cubs is left, do you know, like at the end of a party when everyone's gone And everyone sort of matches up. You go to a party like in college and you look around. We used to tell our players this, Coca. If you're still at a party at two in the morning, nothing good is going to happen. Either you're going to settle for someone or something who you didn't want to settle for, or you are going to do more than you expected to do in terms of imbibing, and you are going to pay the price the next day. Go to a party if you're a player, go to a party if you're a college student and leave early because you have a better chance then of accomplishing what you set out to accomplish. Take that to baseball. How's the Cubs roster looking? Do you keep Baez? Do you keep Schwarber? He stinks. What about Darvish? Three more years. He finished top three Cy Young. No. You got Hendrick signed for three more years. Fine. Craig Kimbrell, the savior, stinks. Rizzo's got a year left. Chris Bryant, oy vey. I don't want to be the guy to let Chris Bryant go, but he's definitely not worth dealing with Boris signing him to a 10-year deal. No chance. Too injury prone. Oh, but you got Jason Hayward. Overpay. Hey, Jed, I got to talk to you. Hey, man, you want to be president of baseball ops and get a raise? You got it. But man, you got roster problems. You have a roster crunch coming. You have payroll that's going up. You've got a budget that's going down because Wrigley Field demands and depends on gate revenue, which they don't have. Yes, I know the Ricketts family is wealthy. That's true. But wait till you see where I'm going, baby. Yeah, and you want to be in charge and you want to be in front of the cameras. Good. You can do all that. I'm good. I'm sorry about that last signing. But by the way, we got some arbitration issues to deal with. But you're on top of that. You can do that. Yeah, I I wouldn't sign back. Lester, no, I wouldn't take him. No, let him go. He bought beer for everyone. We're good. We've got a ring out of him. We're done. You want to win? You want to win another ring too, Jed? You can, but you're going to have to go through me first. (laughs) Come on, guys. Theo knows what he's doing. All right, I want to finish this by telling you a story. When my daughter graduated She went to Yale. That's not a flex brag. It's just a fact. She's smart and she applied and got in. Theo was the graduation speaker. And I was talking to him before his speech and we were talking about Yale. We were talking about the things that Yellies do when they're in business, when they're in baseball. And the crux of the conversation was this. When you have an opportunity to engage in arbitrage no matter where you are in life, and no matter what the subject matter is, you do it. Arbitrage is something as simple as convincing someone who you work with to do something that you need them to do so you don't have to do it. Arbitrage is something like convincing your family to go to a dinner or to a restaurant or to do something that you want to do, but you make them think that they want to do it, So they feel good about what they're doing, but you're getting exactly what you want. Any situation in the world, you can find leverage and you can form and then enjoy arbitrage. That's when someone thinks they're getting a greater value than they are because you have something that they so desperately want that may not be all that valuable. So Theo is a great example. Is he the only guy who can run the Mets? Not a chance. Is he the only guy who can bring a World Series championship to New York for Steve Cohn? Not a chance. But he is the guy right now who Steve Cohn thinks is the only guy who can do those. And that gives Theo the leverage when he's negotiating with Steve Cohn. Because at the end, what Theo has always agreed with me on is that ownership is how you build wealth. He loves his salary. And Theo would not walk away from 10 million. Just to remind you where we started with this, Theo is not walking away from $10 million because he has no other options. He's not walking away from 10 million so he can spend time at the playground or doing pre-algebra with his kids or redecorating his family room. That could have waited a year. You take the 10 million and then pay for all of that. This is because this is the maximum time for leverage. And if he sticks around Chicago one more year, then Steve Cohn has to run the team for a year. He's running it with someone else. Maybe they have a successful year and Steve Cohn realizes, wow, I don't need a guy for $15 million a year plus giving him a piece of the team. Maybe the Cubs have a crappy season because their players are overpaid and they're really not as good as we all thought they were in a very tough central division. And all of a sudden there's a tiny bit of luster and shine off of Theo's resume. You leave right now and you are in the best possible situation going forward. Forget the score shirt with the Cubs because that is score shirt. What's in front of you is what matters. And that's the key to arbitrage. You are looking forward. You put blinders on like a horse on a track. You never look back. Ever. What will be Theo's next move? I guess that's a wait to see, Coca. I'm not waiting. Theo will be running a team. He's claiming he's taking a year off. He will not be taking a year off. He may not have a title. He may not be in the media guide, but I assure you that he will not be in the backyard making sandcastles. Theo Epstein has left the Chicago Cubs. They will not be the worst for wear because he's gone. They are the worst for wear because of the players he left behind. He will go to another team. He will get his third World Series team. Is it a third World Series victory? He's won more than one. It would be his third team to win a World Series. He will go into the Hall of Fame. And Theo Epstein, the Yalie, will always be known as the greatest baseball executive who ever lived. If there's one thing we've learned, and believe me, Theo knows it too, it's just business. Sorry, Cubs fans. It's nothing personal. Here you go. Here you go.